Welcome to All Things Leadership, a podcast led by an everyday leader for everyday leaders, where together we will explore and discover the true meaning of leadership. My mission is to leave you inspired, motivated, and excited to become a better leader and the best version of yourself at home, at work, and everywhere in between. I'm your host, Jamie Smith. Now let's talk leadership. Hey leaders, I might sound a little bit under the weather today, and it's because I am, but I'm on the up and up, don't worry. I was determined to still record this podcast episode because I have not missed an episode yet, and I wasn't going to do it, not today, not starting now. And today is actually Lundy Gras here in Louisiana, tomorrow being Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, and yeah, here I am at 10 p.m. on Lundy Gras recording this podcast for all of my listeners. So today we're going to learn how to have those tough conversations. And I'll also give you some helpful tips on how to be present in these conversations and even keep them on track once you get started. You'll also learn all about the benefits of facing these conversations head on and how literally speaking more truth into the world and into your relationships is an obvious win. I feel like this is a topic I really enjoy because I constantly see firsthand how not having those tough conversations with people negatively impacts their future the same way that I see when those tough conversations are had, those people that were part of that conversation benefited from it in some way and and this positively impacted their future. People don't realize the true impact of having a conversation with someone and the benefits of not shying away from conversations that you want to have or that need to take place. There is so much gold in meaningful conversations with one another, and I want to dig up some of that gold today with you, friends. So first, let's define what I mean when I say tough or hard conversations throughout the episode today. I mean conversations that make you uncomfortable, those conversations that you believe will be uncomfortable for the other person, maybe. I mean those conversations that you avoid like the plague. I mean those conversations you've been putting off for days or even months. Years? Yikes. Yeah, so those conversations that require you to put on your big girl or big boy pants to have them. And unfortunately, adults more often than not pass on tough conversations. We are so much more likely to avoid that uncomfortableness and avoid any confrontation that it seems like just the more humane thing to do even to not have that conversation. Wrong. Don't make excuses or make yourself out to be the good guy. You're just backing down from an opportunity to add value to your relationship with that person or to them. It doesn't always have to be a confrontational conversation either. There doesn't necessarily have to be a disagreement of some kind. It could just be something that is hard for you to face head on with someone else. I want to give some real examples of what some of these tough conversations might be. Let's say um, you found out that you got your dream job and it's a million miles away from home and telling all your loved ones that you're moving away could be really hard for you. Or let's say that 
you get really sick and you need to find the strength and the courage to tell everyone that you care about about this thing that you're going through that's going to also impact their lives probably. That's a tough conversation to have, right? Sorry, it got kind of dark there. What about if you are just given a raise, but it's not the raise you feel you deserve? How do you have that conversation with your superior in such a way that communicates professionalism and respect? What if you have an employee that has a crappy attitude, and that crappy attitude is bringing down the morale of the entire building all the time? What if you spoke to that person with said crappy attitude about his or her crappy attitude and how it's affecting others, and maybe just say, hey, this is not the culture that we're trying to create here. But saying that sounds real easy, but also doesn't really sound like a fun conversation, right? Because you never know how that person's going to take that. Or another example would be, what if your boss doesn't want to speak to you directly for some reason? And he or she only tells other people what they think about you. What if he or she won't share with you personally any of that feedback that they're sharing with other people? Well, then you take matters into your own hands and you ask for the feedback. You take the bull by the horns and you say, hey, boss, in the most respectful way, I would like to know if I've done anything to cause you to not want to communicate directly with me or give me feedback because this lack of feedback is affecting my working relationship with you and I would like to resolve this between us. As well as for you to know that I want you to be comfortable giving me feedback openly, whether that be positive or negative. Now, while that might not sound like a super fun conversation to have with your boss, and maybe even gave some of you out there the cold sweats just thinking about it, it's the way to go. I promise you will feel so much better afterward. Or let's say, what if your husband, boyfriend, roomie, friend, brother, whoever, always does this thing that you find offensive, but you've never shared with them that you feel it's offensive? Do you not fear that in like five or ten years you're going to be so fed up with that thing that has turned from just kind of bothering you to being the reason you're ready to end it? This is real life. We can't ignore the things we should just talk about. Our lives would be so much more honest and simple if we just had more conversations with the people we spend our time with and care about. I'm going to reference a certain book a lot in this episode because it is such an awesome book and I highly recommend for anyone that is trying to better their communication skills and wanting to improve their conversational and confrontational skills. This book is called Fierce Conversations, Achieving Success at Work and in Life, One Conversation at a Time by Susan Scott. For starters, this sentence from this book says everything. Our careers, our companies, our relationships, and indeed our very lives succeed or fail gradually, then suddenly, one conversation at a time. Wow. Susan says a lot in this book that the conversation is the relationship, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, think about it. The words that people don't say to each other just as much define their relationship the same way an exchanging of any words would influence that relationship. The kind of relationship you have with someone, no matter what area of your life this person is in, will be determined by the words you exchange with them and the types of conversations you do or don't have with them. Another golden nugget from this book is that A careful conversation is a failed conversation. 
because it merely postpones the conversation that wants and needs to take place. If a conversation wants and needs to take place, chances are it's going to benefit that relationship somehow, so we have to learn how to face these so-called tough or fierce conversations head-on and know that we are making the courageous choice that will positively impact all parties involved if we do it right. If you choose to not talk about things that need to be spoken to, this is where resentment and an animosity start to build between you and that someone else. This is sweeping it under the rug. That stuff is for the birds, I'm telling you guys. You gotta take a leap of faith and know that having the conversation won't hurt you. It will in fact make you and hopefully someone else stronger and better. So what causes us to shy away from these tough conversations in the first place? I feel like it's helpful to understand why. Nine times out of 10, it's because we're scared to hurt someone else's feelings. We are afraid of stepping on someone's toes. We're not open to the reaction we may get back if we say it. We're afraid to make someone mad. All of these are natural ways of thinking for us. And let's face it, we think the worst. Being self-aware that we are thinking of the worst possible outcome can help. We can ask ourselves, but what would happen if things went right? How great would things be if they responded in an accepting way and didn't push me away like I fear is going to happen? There's something that John Maxwell teaches, and he talks about care and candor. You can't have one without the other. You have to have care with someone so that you can relate with them, and you have to have candor so you can be honest with them. You can't have just candor to where you are just brutally honest with someone, but they don't know how you care about them. That will only push them away, promise. And you can't just care about someone without being honest with them. This will create what John says is a dysfunctional relationship. This line from him says it best. Caring values the person while candor values the potential in that person. I love that. How do you even begin a tough conversation though? That's an extremely important step that you want to take strategically. You should also think about the conversation before the conversation happens. So let's start there. Something that has always helped me prepare for difficult conversations is writing notes on the conversation beforehand. I don't even end up actually taking these notes with me into the conversation half the time. Maybe, yeah, just like every once in a while, but most of the time the act of writing the notes itself is what helps me remember what I want to say and how I want to say it. I am a list lover, so writing a list or some bullet points just helps me clear out all the noise when I'm thinking about how I'm going to communicate to someone. It helps me get direct and straight to the point with the person on the other side of the conversation because that's what they deserve, clarity from whatever it is that you're trying to get across to them, not confusion and not wasting their time beating around the bush. Another thing is I always play out the conversation in my head in multiple ways before it happens. I think of every response the other person could possibly have and how I would respond if they say X, Y, or Z. Sometimes people still throw the curveballs, but for the most part, this technique is effective. And it helps you to also play devil's advocate and even explore how you feel about the matter in a more thorough way through even the other person's lens. And it helps you to be more proactive in how you'll handle that conversation. 
When you go into a conversation overly confident and you think you know how someone will react, when they catch you off guard, you are likely to fail at whatever your mission was because then emotion gets involved. When you thought out all the different scenarios, you were able to kind of play out your emotions as well. So we're sort of primed for the conversation instead of feeling that initial sting or shock when you hear one of those potential responses from the other person. Before even starting the conversation, you should definitely ask yourself, why am I having this conversation in the first place? What is my goal? What do I want the outcome to be? Is it because I genuinely know that this conversation will benefit the other person? Is it because I know that it's going to add value to someone else? Or is it for my benefit and just maybe to make me feel better? We've all had the temptation to have that talk or circle back around on some conversation where you just didn't say everything you wanted to say or didn't feel like you got your point across or something like that. Going back around on that, let's be honest, that's for you and your benefit most of the time. But I'm talking about going into these tough conversations, we really should ask ourselves if it's coming from a place of, is this to benefit them or to benefit me? It should be about benefiting them, always, in case that wasn't clear. Another thing is don't assume you know what the other person's intentions are either going into it. You have to give someone else the total benefit of the doubt. You should really go into the conversation as if you know nothing and you just should be extremely curious and seek to find out as much as you can just by listening, watching their body language, being fully present with them, making eye contact with them, not creepy eye contact, but like soft eye contact, at least in the beginning of that conversation, not steadily throughout the whole conversation all creepy-like. Let's say you need to talk with someone about something that's been on your mind. You could start with the dreaded, I need to talk to you, which immediately flags to opposing side to build walls as high as he or she can and to get their weapons ready. You should be very conscious of how you speak. Say, I want to talk with you instead. This simple switch makes a huge difference. Also, staying away from saying things like, I feel, or it seems, you just blah, blah, blah. Just state the hard facts and confront the specific issue head on and keep your feelings out of it. Don't beat around the bush. Get straight to it with someone. When you are specific with feedback, it makes more sense to someone. And like I said earlier, clarity is just fair. And you're not wasting their time. Don't put all the fluff in it. We tend to do that naturally in uncomfortable conversations. We have to weed that out. Let's talk about feedback for a minute, both constructive and positive feedback. I don't remember where I first heard this from or where it was, whether it was a book or a podcast, but it stuck with me. So anytime I'm teaching someone how to give someone else feedback, when I teach it this way, I can just see the light bulbs go off in the room And it's just like the light bulb went off in my head for the first time when I heard it. So here it is. If your reason for not giving someone feedback or not having a difficult conversation with them is because you are afraid to hurt their feelings, you are making an assumption about that person that they are not strong enough to take that feedback or have that difficult conversation with you. You are deciding for them that they can't take it. 
Now, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't want someone making that kind of an assumption about you, and most of us can actually take it, and we aren't all just big babies. We're adults that should be able to handle being a little bit uncomfortable and should understand that it's going to benefit me to hear someone else's constructive or positive feedback. I saw on TV the other day someone said, awkward never, awkward never killed anyone. This is so true. So it's okay to feel awkward. It's okay for it to be uncomfortable. You will both grow from it in the end. When you offer someone else feedback, you should always ask that person if they have any feedback for you. And think of how hard this can be. It requires courage to give someone else feedback, especially if they are, um, if you are their superior. So always remember that you need to show appreciation and let them know that you see um, how courageous it was of them to give you that feedback. When giving someone feedback, you always want to be as specific as possible. Don't be vague or leave them room to be left guessing what you thought they needed to be better at or what you thought they were awesome at. You should ask some questions before you go into this feedback so that you have your when, where, what, and why all figured out beforehand. So you can go into the conversation saying something like, hey, so this whole past week at work, you've been doing an amazing job with just having a positive attitude all around. The positive impact this has had on the rest of the team has really been amazing, and I just truly appreciate your positive attitude. This is something specific, right? I didn't just say, hey, great job, high five. That's so lackluster, and it leaves people wondering, what was it that they did a great job at? Or the just, I feel like you just haven't been dedicated lately. That doesn't help someone They're just left wondering in what way or how, what are you talking about that made you think this, right? That's what I would be thinking if someone told me that. So be specific with your feedback. Another great excerpt from the book Fierce Conversations is fierce feedback is a conversation in which we have the opportunity to see what we may not see. It is a small conversation during which mush happens. Feedback done well allows us to grow learn, improve, and become more effective in how we work, play, interact, and achieve results because it shines a light on an area we hadn't noticed before. This book also does a great job of preparing you for the different responses you could get from someone when giving them feedback. You have to be ready for them to defend and deflect and to sometimes even deny the feedback you are giving. It's important to know that you will not always get through to someone but they will reflect on the conversation after the fact. And if you said or did anything right, they will continue to learn and grow from the conversation long beyond actually having it with you. You also have to be good at receiving feedback. And sometimes people give you feedback that you may be inclined to go into that fight or flight mode and do that defend, deny, or deflect thing. Here's what you could try doing instead. Let the person that's giving you the feedback finish all of their thoughts before you start to feel that urge to just cut in and you do it. Listen to all of the specifics that they're giving you. And if they're not giving you those specifics, then just ask them for them. It's only fair to you. Remain open-minded throughout the conversation and just try to be receptive to the feedback. Remember that it's for your benefit. You can't improve on things if you don't know what those things that you need to improve on are, right? So this is only going to make you better. 
And in those moments where you decide to ask someone else for feedback, make sure that whatever that feedback is that they give you, that you actually work to improve on whatever that thing was after they give you that feedback. If you just completely move on from it and don't try to adjust any behaviors of yours or actions that you may be taking, that's going to send a message that you don't really care about what they think or say, and you're just putting on a show. It's going to make you less credible in the long run. So when giving someone feedback, make sure that your first and go-to should always be face-to-face feedback if you can. Your last choice for giving someone feedback should always be in an email. There is always room for misinterpretation when sending an email that someone else is laying the voice over. You can't control the amount of attitude or tone they attach to your words. It's not even fair. You shouldn't want to put yourself in that position. Be direct. Give feedback face-to-face. Now let's talk about all of the glorious benefits of having these tough conversations. The benefits of having said what you wanted to say all along? For starters, how about a pure sense of relief? When you sweep things under the rug, so to speak, you build up resentment and animosity towards the person making those crumbs that you're sweeping up. Not letting someone in to the point of feeling comfortable, allowing them to know how you truly feel and how they impact your life, whether it's the little things or the big things, can really ruin the relationship. There is no trust in that, and trust is the foundation for all good relationships. Another benefit is that you become a little better at communicating every time you have one of these tough conversations. You gain a sense of confidence in how you deliver your message. You feel as though you now sound more articulate than you did in the past. All of these are wins because guess what? Communication is something we have to do for the rest of our lives. And most jobs require some level of communication. So this could be a great strength to have on your list of assets. I want to wrap up today's episode by quoting just one last excerpt from the book, Fierce Conversations. Fierce conversations cannot be dependent on how others respond. If your life succeeds or fails one conversation at a time, and if the conversation is the relationship, ensuring that these conversations take place is up to you. Now, I want everybody to take a moment to think about who in your life, whether it's someone in your home, someone that's a friend of yours and has been for a long time, or an acquaintance at work, somebody that you just recently met but is a coworker of yours. You have someone out there that you need to have a conversation with. I challenge each of you to go out there and have that tough conversation. You're going to grow from it. You're going to be better from it. And the goal going into it should be that they're going to be better from it too. And if you take nothing else away from this episode today, I truly hope that that's what it is. Because tough conversations, yeah, they're uncomfortable. Yeah, we can avoid them. But they really truly are for the benefit of someone else. And if we are leaders, then it is our duty to add value to those around us. So let's start having some tough conversations and do it from a place of love. 
hope you enjoyed today's episode. Despite me sounding a little funny, I promise I'll be better for the next one. And if you did enjoy today's episode, please leave me a five-star review. That helps us out so much in the podcast world. I appreciate your time today. I hope that this episode has benefited you. And if it has, please share it with someone else that you feel may benefit from it. Have a great day, everyone.